Well, one of the biggest misconceptions is that every 100 and 200 level class is going to be held on a Friday now, and that is not the case. Welcome to WCSU 411, a podcast about people and events at Western Connecticut State University. Today we're talking with Keith Govan, the registrar, about the university's plan to increase the number of Friday classes. This is important for students who are grappling with a new schedule, and today the registrar will explain it all. We will also have our usual talk with Student Government Association Vice President Barbara Viegas, who will tell us about upcoming events on campus and her current state of mind. But first, here is WestCon's registrar, Keith Govan. So, Keith, thanks for being here on the podcast with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It'll be good for students to learn all the uh, ins and outs of how they should be registering this year, especially as we expand more classes to Fridays. Okay. And uh, uh, is adding more Friday classes, uh, how how did you have to deal with that? What does that mean for you as you're scheduling classes? Well, the first thing we had to do is look at what the different offerings were going to be. What are the possible opportunities for us to offer either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, or the schedule that was eventually created, which was the Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Mm -hmm. So we gave the provost different options, and uh, it was selected from those. So most classes now will be two days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, that kind of thing? Correct. They'll either be Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Friday. Okay. And uh, we, haven't, I don't rec- we haven't had a schedule like that in a while. No. The uh, first time, I think it was uh, about five years ago, we went to a two-day or four-day-a-week schedule mm-hmm. from a five-day-a-week schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this should give students more opportunities to get the classes they need at the day, the time they need them, or the semester they need them, right? Right. I think the students are going to find that there's actually more flexibility. Uh, students will still be able to potentially have a Friday off, um, but students will now also have the ability to have a Monday off. Mm-hmm. All right. So they can uh, study, go to work, et cetera, if they need to on that extra day. Correct. Or bring their laundry home to their parents. Absolutely. All right. Uh, does that uh, create any problems having more two-day-a-week courses rather than Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes? Or Well, we haven't had a Monday, Wednesday, had. Friday class for about five years mm-hmm. now. So that won't be anything different. Yeah. Uh, it'll still be a two-day-a-week um, class schedule, the mm-hmm. hour and 15 minutes. And are we offering able to offer more courses then or more classes during the semester with this kind of schedule? No, but it's going to offer different opportunities for students to take it at different times. Mm-hmm. And we also, with the request that the provost uh, gave us, we also provided some guidelines to push classes out from the high volume times, which is usually around nine to noon. Mm -hmm. So there are different opportunities for students to take additional classes or multi-section classes. Hmm. So instead of trying to have everything from nine to noon, there'll be also, um, I guess, one to three or um, Yeah, there'll be some classes that may be offered in the morning now at Mm -hmm. eight to nine, 15, which 
you know, if you're an athlete and you have practice in the afternoon, may benefit you. And there'll be some classes in the later afternoon as well. Mm-hmm. So it, that's interest, an interesting point because uh, I think of students in a kind of general population uh, that have more or less the same needs, but you have to think about all the student, the exceptions, as well as the students who don't have those, uh, who can just take a class anytime they want, really. Absolutely, and uh, you know, we have a different population. We have a commuter population. We have a population that does work, so mm-hmm. we wanna try to give as many options as possible to the students. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that should be a good thing for students and help them um, find classes when they want to. Yeah, and I think with any change, you know, students and faculty and staff are a little apprehensive, but I think once they see the schedule, you know, they're going to actually enjoy it better. Mm -hmm. Um, And there will be some tweaking that will have to be done. It's not going to be perfect the first time. Mm -hmm. But if there's students who have problems, they can come right in and talk to your office, right? Absolutely. We have an open-door policy, and I have an open-door policy as well. That's good. And... Uh, let's talk about when students need to really start thinking about registering for the fall. Well, the schedule will go live when the students return from break. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to start looking at their classes. In addition, we send them an email with when their registra- their exact registration time is. Hmm. Uh, students get a specific day that they're supposed to register. Yeah. The special populations register on April 12th and 13th, and then the seniors uh, will start registering on the 16th of April. And that special population is athletes and honor students and um, uh, people with uh, some disabilities or accessibility issues and anybody else? And veterans. Oh, veterans, yeah. So we give them a special um, and uh, a jump on it. Right. And not every student will take advantage of that that's in the special population, but it is an opportunity for them to register a little earlier. Yeah. You'd be... Uh, you should do that, right, if you get that opportunity. Well, and that's going to be very important for any student this year with the new schedule. Uh, they should understand with the multi-section classes, um, if you don't want a Friday class, you're going to want to register at the time that you're scheduled to register. Mm-hmm. Um, delaying may result in you not getting the class or the section that you want. Mm-hmm. But I've heard complaints from students just generally over the years, last five years, that uh, every once in a while, a student needs a certain class to graduate by whenever, the next year, and uh, they can't do it because they're all filled up and et cetera. So that, this seems like this should uh, alleviate that uh, or help alleviate that. Right. There'll always be the case where there may be a, one section of a class and they didn't anticipate the number of students who would take the class. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes students will delay and you may get a senior who registers after the sophomores and juniors and now they're at the bottom of the list. Right. So that's why it's important for students to register when they're supposed to. If you're a senior, register on time because mm-hmm. that will put you at the top of the list. How long does it take you to put together a schedule for a semester? Well, Jen in our office is actually starting to work on uh, the spring 2019 schedule. So that Mm. gives you an idea of um, it takes about a year for us to collect all the information from all the departments, put it all into the system, assign classrooms, assign faculty, um, which is usually done by the department chairs. We'll do the faculty, but we have to enter it into the system. 
and then we start playing with it to make sure it's going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. So what is the registrar? You're in charge of the office there. What uh, does? How do you spend your time? Well, we're spending our time doing a great deal of things. You know, we have uh, registration, which we're talking about today. We also do um, enrollment certification. So if a student needs a letter saying that they're enrolled, we can provide them that. We also report to the Department of Education that a student is enrolled. Um, we also handle ad drops, withdrawals, university withdrawals. Um, but the f- best job that we have is the confirming that the student has completed their degree. Mm-hmm. So that's the... Uh, the highlight of our job yeah and you're doing a lot of that now absolutely uh the of course every once in a while you got to give a student bad news right unfortunately that happens uh but uh you know we try to break it to them as best we can it's not really your fault they need to do uh, keep track of things during their time here right? right and what i would suggest is students do um a degree audit uh sophomore juniors or sophomores or and freshmen are able to do use their degree works mm-hmm. um, and look online, actually juniors as well. So they have access 24-7 to a degree audit. But also, you know, feel free to come to the office and meet with the degree auditors to go over your uh, requirements. To make sure you've taken all the classes, the, the um, required courses for general education and then whatever's in your major. Absolutely. And uh, when a student applies for graduation they usually get an email from our office explaining if there's any outstanding obligations um, Hmm. academically Hmm. so a student needs is it 120 credits to graduate correct and so if a student takes uh, 15 credits a semester does that get them out in four years? If yeah, they if to? a student takes 15 credits, and again, it has to be the correct 15 mm, credits, they right. should follow the degree plan. Um, they'll be out uh, within four years. Mm-hmm. So no summer courses or anything like that? No, the issue comes when a student withdraws from a course or mm. drops a course um, or doesn't follow their advisor's instructions and registers for a class that they might not necessarily need. Right. How do you keep track of all of that? Well, again, there's a system called DegreeWorks, mm-hmm. which is an electronic degree auditing system, which allows us to look at that. But there's uh, also just human, you know, uh, human eyes. Mm-hmm. And, but you have to, <laughs> every time there's a question, they come to you. Somebody comes to you. Yes, they do. Mm. So uh, that's why uh, Lauren and Carla in our office mm-hmm. uh, are always working on those audits. Yeah. How did you become a registrar, get into this line of business? Well, I actually started in admissions um, years ago, about 25 years ago. Uh, Spent um, four or five years in the dean of students' office and then moved into the registrar's office Hmm. and uh, have enjoyed it ever since. So you like uh, keeping track of things or what would a person, what's the type of person who likes being registrar well you have to be detailed oriented Mm. um but also you have to adhere to policies and uh you know one of my bosses once said that you're the grade police you're in charge of making sure that the university policies are being followed right so that's sometimes when you have to be the bad guy yeah 
I'm kind of a softie. I want everybody to get out, you know, graduate and everything, but so I probably wouldn't be a good registrar. No, you'd be fine. You, you sometimes have to say no, but I also say no, but let me think about it. Because mm. if sometimes you have to think of another way to do it. It's almost like a puzzle sometimes. Yeah. And how about working with faculty? Are they always uh, complaining to you about things? That's what I've heard. They don't complain to me about you, but I've heard that. Um, faculty can be difficult, mm -hmm. but, you know, they have high expectations, just like they do for their students in their classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to try to accommodate them as best we can. You mean about scheduling or when the class is? Scheduling, um, grading. I think the most difficult thing would be, um, as I said, we become the grade police and mm -hmm. uh, have to stand there and remind faculty that grades are due on a certain day and push them to get them done. Right. <laughs> the, um, uh, so with something like this schedule, uh, changes, um, usually I think you are able to operate in the background, right? And you aren't, um, it's okay if a lot of people don't know your name and things just kind of run, right? You make them run. Exactly. But with the schedule change, it's put you out in the forefront. People are wondering on campus here, hey, what happened? Why are we doing this, et cetera, et cetera, which isn't, uh, you know, uh, you're not the one who uh, made any of the changes, but you have to implement them, and uh, so you're really under the spotlight with them. Well, that's a good point. One of the things that people didn't realize during the open forum, for example, uh, the registrar's office was there, mm -hmm. and we were sitting in... Uh, one of the rows and we're, we were taking notes we were listening to the students and their concerns and then we went back to look at the schedule so um we're not always in the you know up in front you know talking but we're we are listening and mm -hmm. we're you know trying to figure out how to make things work as best we can for the students mm -hmm. so having this uh, schedule change did that cause you a certain agita or did you just um say well this is what we're gonna do well, it, it puts some pressure on us, mm -hmm. you know, can't deny that, but uh, we have a responsibility and once we're told to do it, we have to run with it mm -hmm. and make it as best we can. And that's like I mentioned just a moment ago, when we were at the open forum and students were com concerned about, you know, Friday classes and have, how many took 100 or 200 level classes, the first thing I did was went back to the office and pulled a number of juniors and seniors who were in 100 or 200 level classes. So when we were looking at the schedule, we were saying, okay, can we accommodate and put some sections that don't happen on a Friday? Mm -hmm. So students have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. So you were trying to be accommodating to juniors and seniors who maybe have a little less flexibility in their schedule. Exactly. Because, you know, with a freshman, they're going to be coming in and uh, they're used to a five-day schedule. Mm -hmm. They're right. been in high school and that's a five-day schedule and they won't know any different. We register them uh, before they even arrive. Right. Uh, whereas we give more flexibility to those juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, for listeners who haven't been, who aren't on campus, uh, you're getting the idea that there's been a little bit of controversy about this change and discussion. Uh, but it sounds to me like we're well on the way to uh, making this happen and uh, accommodating everybody's schedule and uh, keeping people happy. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to be able to accommodate everybody. Um, you know, there are 5,000 students on campus, and if we had to create 5,000 different individual schedules. That would right. be close to impossible. But 
uh, we're looking at how we can accommodate both, uh, you know, the students that are on campus, the commuter students, residential students, athletes, and these larger groups. So do you have a list of uh, common misconceptions or questions you get asked a lot by uh, students uh, in the registration process? Well, one of the biggest misconceptions is that every 100 and 200 level class is going to be held on a Friday now, and that is not the case. <laughs> Those are the base, the gen ed classes, right? Um, not only gen ed, but some of the courses that are required for a student's major that are mm. in the 100 and 200 level. Mm-hmm. Um, what we were looking at the other day was, are there is there flexibility in the schedule with the multi-section classes so that a student may be able to take a Monday, Thursday class? Um, and also... The other misconception is that this is a hard, fast rule. We have made exceptions um, for different departments if they come to us and ask us Mm. that a class needs, even though it's a 200-level class, for example, it's taken by um, juniors and seniors, and they've asked that it be held on a Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday schedule, and we've approved those. Mm -hmm. So there has been some flexibility, um, and... We're always willing to discuss it with the department um, to see what we can work out. Did you try to go in trying to make most 200, 100 and 200 level classes have a, a Friday uh, component? No, and actually um, right now only about 220 classes fall on a Friday compared to, let's look at Monday, is five, or 496 classes have a Monday component. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There aren't as many Friday components, um, and that would include the labs and things that already occur on a Friday. Mm-hmm. It really, uh, it's hard for me to wrap my head around scheduling all that with you. As you say, labs that have special needs aren't really a traditional kind of class that come in and go out. You have... Uh, and, and everything else, and trying to think about how a student would progress through uh, their educational career, that is quite a puzzle you're putting together. Yeah, if you look at all the classes and labs, lectures, mm. um, we're talking about 1,300 sections of classes, so it's a big puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before this semester, were there questions that you would get regularly from students or faculty about mm, the registration process? Well, quite often the students um, want to know when they can register. When mm. can we start registering? And when I came on board a few years ago, I started sending out an email to each individual student to the WCSU account with their registration uh, date, who their advisor is, and also some important information they should know about advising. Um, so I would recommend that any student, uh, when they return from break, check their WCSU account and see what information's in there from the registrar's office and not just delete it, right. thinking it's junk mail. Mm-hmm. So you've been in higher ed long enough to see the progression of how uh, technology is uh had an effect on the process. I mean, here at Westcon, there used to, on days for registration, there would be lines out of Old Main, people lined up out of Old Main, just moving slowly toward the registrar's office, uh, getting, I don't know, signing up or whatever they were doing. But now you don't see that. 
No, we don't see the same number of lines or the same um, same length of lines. Students still have the ability to come to the office mm -hmm. if they don't feel comfortable with registering online. But we turn on the system at midnight for registration, and usually that night, the first night, I'm up until midnight, and we have a student that's uh, we ask to register, and they have my text number to text me if it's broken so I mm. can fix it immediately so students don't get backed up. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, I remember uh, my freshman year registering college, and there were we pick up cards. I guess they were uh, computer cards of some type, and we'd stand in line, and the person would hand us a card out of a cardboard box, and then we'd move to the next line. It's not like that anymore. No, not at all. I can remember being at one institution where we would schedule students by the hour. <laughs> so uh, forget about by the day, but hour by hour, so we can control how many students we were registering at a time. But uh, those days are over, and students have the ability at midnight of the day of their registration to log in and register for classes. Right. And some, I guess there are still popular classes that go very quickly, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> you look at some of the art classes and philosophy classes, some of those you know, general education classes that a student may need, um, they go fast. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also instructors. Some instructors are more popular than others. Oh, that's interesting. I guess we shouldn't talk about that on this I podcast. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get the feeling that uh, you don't get a lot of um, appreciation for what you do and making uh, things as easy as possible for students and for professors and to, uh, for the institution. But I want to thank you for the work you do and your staff does, because uh, I think it's you make it go pretty smoothly. And you've handled this transition to Friday classes uh, very well from what I've seen, too. And um, I think I expect everything will be fine and people will be happy by when they start registering in April. Yeah, and I think uh, this is the first time, so if there's some hiccups, you know, we expect that, and we're willing to work to, to make it better. You seem like a calm person, too, so you um, uh, aren't going to um, rip anybody's head off if they come in and uh, start complaining about their problems. No, not at all. Yeah, good. Well, Keith, thanks very much for joining us here. You're welcome. Thank you. And we'll call you back if there's, uh, uh, you know, April 12th, we hear there's some big problem, we'll come and track you down, okay? I'm around. All right. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Before Barbara joins us, I want to remind our listeners that this podcast comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, offering a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu, or you can contact us through the podcast and ask Barbara to tell you what really goes on here. Is that okay with you, Barbara? Yep, totally fine. <laughs> okay. And uh, how was your spring break? Oh, uh, my spring break was really good. Um, definitely cleared my mind a little bit, got everything together, um, made some decisions, got mm -hmm. some things done. So very helpful. I mean, I didn't go on any crazy vacations like everyone else did, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, yeah. So you decided about what you're going to do here at West Coast, yes, whether you're going to graduate decide. earlier or not? So I did have my meeting and everything with the degree auditing people. And as much, uh, kind of just decided because I'm not going to be able to walk in May. And that was a really big thing that I wanted to do. Um, and 
it was just like kind of like a little dream of mine that I had to graduate in three years or like at least walk like after three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I was kind of doing it for that reason. Like I just wanted to like beat the system, like beat me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like, oh, Barbara did it in three years. Um, even though obviously I'd graduate in December. I was kind of doing it uh, for the wrong reasons. And so after like my meeting with them, um, that kind of became apparent. And so I just decided to continue, um, do another year and, um, you know, continue with VPSR. So my campaigning has officially started. So um, Pete, we're going to have to cancel those auditions for co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, hopefully I'll win. So then I'll continue oh, on here. No, I don't we'll know keep if you on even if you don't exclusively VPSR. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but so I did actually put together an Instagram. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, I'm going to make a Twitter too and probably a Facebook uh, for my campaign. I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I can campaign on here. Um, but it's at vote Viegas. So vote V I E G A S. And it's an Instagram page. And it's really just, um, basically like I've been VPSR for over a year and my Instagram is basically dedicated to helping me on my journey to make it two years. Uh, so, so far we have two posts and 32 followers. (laughs) So I made it like less than an hour ago. So it's pretty cool. That is good. And Pete and I are going to vote for you. Can we vote? No. No. <laughs> oh, I wish if faculty could vote, I'd have this in the bag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like I was in one mindset and now I've kind of just like did a 180 and like, I'm back at it. Like I, I'm excited for what's coming. Like there are, oh yeah. Okay. So one of the big events that's happening, um, next Monday, um, I should probably find more information on this cause I don't remember exactly what time. Actually, no, I don't. I know what time. It's 7.30, and it's on Monday in the Student Center. Um, at night? Yeah, 7.30 mm-hmm. at night. And it's the executive board debate. Oh. Um, so that's really cool. My position is the only one that's being, that has competition for, um, the only one, the only one that's running, what is it, word? Uh, uh, opposed. Yes, opposed. Opposed, yeah, with competition. Yes. So uh, there are two other people that, that are running. And on Monday, we're going to debate. Wow. So. At 7.30 in the Student Center on yes. Midtown. Yes, on Midtown. And it's uh, March 26th. Yes. Right? So I think it's uh, room 202, but it's really just you walk up the stairs and it's to the left. I don't remember exactly what room that is. Um, Are you allowed to have campaign supporters there and signs yeah. and things? Yeah, 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 you can. It's actually really cool. Um, last, the last time I did this was last year, obviously. And it was really cool. Like my whole family came because it was like, because it was new, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. she's running for something. Like, it's cool. <laughs> so it was so funny. Like my mom, my dad and my sister were there. <laughs> and my grandma was like, I want to come. And I was like, all right, that's excessive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool. Like, I actually still have the video on my phone because my sister like made a big deal to record it, of course, because I'm like the last child and they didn't go to college. So they think everything mm-hmm. is like so cool. Um, Which it is. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, this year, um, they're not going to be there, unfortunately. You're not going to meet Viegas family. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully other supporters will. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be really cool. Um, I We don't really have set moderators yet, uh, mm. but it will be... I mean, we're... I don't know if, like... I guess we can say it, because, like, who cares? Um, but I know the elections committee wants Corey Paris to do it. I mean, it's very last minute, so I doubt it'll be able to do it. Hopefully, yes, because he's so... Actually, he just followed me back on Instagram. No, no kidding. Um, He's a former SGA president. Yeah, so he followed my campaign page back, which is awesome. He didn't let me follow his campaign page. Wow. But, <laughs> I mean. Because he's running for state legislature. Yeah, so it's so cool. Like, he was the, he was the old president. And, mm-hmm. 
I think it's pretty cool that he followed my page. I feel pretty cool about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, he's a really cool guy. And um, he's working with the SGA to do like different, um, I think we talked about it like way back when, but he did like, um, what is it? Uh, like a like a fund, I guess, mm-hmm. for oh, yeah, scholarships, for, like mm-hmm. a scholarship fund. Um, that's still like, it's in the, it's like in the works They're and all of that. It, yeah. But He's had he has a lot of good intentions and like I think it's really cool. So we're reaching out to him to see if he wants to moderate, but honestly it's probably gonna be some SGA reps, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but it should be exciting. That's good. But you're the only one ha- who has to a debate, right? And have any um buddy running against you. Yeah. Yeah. There was competition for um vice president of finance, and then that kind of um turned over. She decided to switch positions to do a different position that doesn't have any opposition. Yeah. So that worked out, but I'm not going to just be like, I'm not going to be VPSR. Like, this is my passion. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm hoping that, like, my year of experience gives me a little edge, but let's see. That'll It, it, it probably will give you an edge for anybody who's paying attention. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like, I want people to... That's why I've made the Instagram and I'm going to make the Twitter and everything, the Snapchat, whatever I have to do, because I want people to know the facts and, like like vote based on not whoever is most popular or whoever is well known it's based on like what your platform is and like what you know and like everything like Mm -hmm. I've had a year of experience this is why you should vote for me not just because you saw me around at all the events that I put on like I want it to be very democratic you know Mm -hmm. so do you hate the other two people (laughs) (laughs) I despise them no No. um so the other two candidates I'm not gonna say their name because it's campaigning for them no i'm just kidding um so it's renee uh snow and oscar martinez i don't remember his last name um but they're two they're qualified candidates um renee has been on senate for like one semester uh actually possibly two semesters uh she's relatively new um but she's very passionate she is the chair of the philanthropy committee Hmm. um she was part of student relations for a while um that she like um resigned from our committee and all that um and then oscar just came on um he started running after two weeks of being a senator he decided to run for an executive board position um and so he has never been on student relations um i don't really know what committees he's on he's on a few different ones uh he's very 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 new Mm -hmm. but you know he's technically qualified to run Mm -hmm. so um yeah they're both nice people mm-hmm. um we get along well oscar and i um so that's good so it'll be a good campaign and the vote is sometime in, in april. april right yes uh so it's like a three-day period and every student will get an email to their f- email an email to their email <laughs> account uh with a specific link a personal link and you will use that link to vote good so all right should be very fun yeah yeah it'll be excellent yeah i hope so but on to, like, the actual events, <laughs> um, not just SGA and the election. Uh-huh. Um, so tomorrow, there's a visiting artist lecture. Uh, WCSU adjunct professor and painter Riley Brewster, uh, Booster, not Brewster, <laughs> uh, will discuss his work at 11 a.m. in room 144 of the VPAC. Then also illusionist Mike Supper, Pack will host illusionist and magician Mike Supper at 8 p.m. in Ives Concert Hall in Whitehall. That one I've... actually got postponed. Oh, did it? Yeah, I think possibly to the fall. Oh, that stinks. Well, we'll wait. Thanks yeah. for that. Sure. Yeah, I was just looking at the wow. <laughs> um, 
Okay, what else? On Friday the 23rd, there's Sketch. The Department of Art will host Sip and Sketch from 7 to 9 p.m. in the VPAC Drawing Studio. Enjoy a fun and creative evening of drawing from a live model and relaxed in a relaxed environment while you sip wine and sample assorted seasonal snacks. Uh, all skill levels are welcome, and you must be 21 to attend, obviously. Um, and participants are welcome to bring their own supplies. I don't know if that counts, bring your own wine, but <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think yeah, so. I wonder what seasonal snacks are now, like maple sugar cubes. Oh, God, I don't even know. Maple sugar cubes. I don't like maple. What else is out there? I feel like it should just be cheese and fruit and grapes. Yeah, maybe. It, <laughs> grapes, grapes aren't seasonal, though. Are they not? Right? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, that's really cool, though. I've never done that. I mean... It, the I'll, sip and sketch? Yeah. When you, of course, you can't. I'll bring my apple cider. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I wonder if I'm allowed to do that. Like, hey, this is my bottle of apple cider. Can I come <laughs> I sip know, and sketch? I don't know. I don't know. It should be fun. I have friends that do that all the time, and like, I'm so jealous. Because I can't even bring my apple cider. <laughs> Just do it at my house. Soon, though, right? Yeah. We actually had that, though, um, at SGA Day. I did it for myself. I was like, since I can't have... Wine and sketch. I can do apple cider and sketch for fall bash. We did that for SGA day. That's a great idea. We had apple cider and champagne flutes, plastic champagne flutes, and painting. And did people so, show up for that? Yes, they did. Oh, good. So I gave our underage community a sip and sketch. Uh-huh. Vote Vegas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay, so athletics. Um, Saturday, uh, the 24th, the WCSU women's lacrosse um, is like going against Worcester State University. Um, it, Sorry, it, I have to jump in. It's Worcester. Worcester? Uh-oh. Yeah. Worcester? Wood, had, really? That's yeah. Worcester? Wow, English. Okay. <laughs> okay. English Sorry English. to step on you, but that's a big one. Damn. For me, at least. Oh, God. You just cut that part out now. <laughs> it's New England uh, uh, English. That's what the problem yes, that's is. What, it's oh. Massachusetts. They're crazy. I should know that. I feel like I should know that. Yeah, you've been here all your life. Worcester. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's at 1 p.m. at the Westside Athletic Complex. It's Worcester, not Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> wow, English. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank God pronunciation isn't a requirement to run for office. Oh, huh? my God. <laughs> Positive things, Paul. <laughs> I'm trying to win here. <laughs> Um, okay, so the Career Success Center. Actually, this is really important. I never thought that it would... So I always looked at my future as like something in the future, obviously. Like, I just didn't have to worry about it. But I started freaking out when I started thinking of possibly graduating, and I didn't even have like... So I, I made a LinkedIn and everything, made it to 100 connections. Cool. Cool. <laughs> it took me long enough. Um, but uh, I, got, I started freaking out because I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do now that I just decided that... I found out that I could possibly graduate and I don't know how I'm going to get a job. Like, where am I going to, what the heck? Like, so honestly, there's, you have to go to these career fairs. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been to one, which is super sucky on my part. Um, but right. like, I always thought like, you can't go to a career fair. Like I'm not ready to graduate yet, but like you can still go and like make connections, you know, like talk to people. Like you don't even know, like maybe in the future, like you'll, oh, I met you at a career fair. Like, I'm trying to get a job with you now. And, like, at least you have that connection. Right. You might get a summer job or an yeah, internship. exactly. You don't have to, like, walk out of there with a nine-to-five. Like That's right. Um, so There's it's 80 really, companies there. Yeah. So that's, like, 
I can't even stress that enough. I, I just started freaking out. I was like, I have to go. Thank God it was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I, like, alleviated some pressure. Like, thank God now that, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to graduate in a year. Like, everything's cool. But, um... And there's some seminars on how to prepare for the career fair, too, yeah. coming up. Yes, there are. Um, I actually got an email about that. I don't have it with me because I got a new phone. I uh. joined the dark side <laughs> and went to Galaxy. So I'm kind of figuring that out. You had an iPhone before? I, w- I had an iPhone all my life. Hmm. Like, before I had, like, a flip phone. And then just straight out of that, I went to iPhone. And my does the first, Galaxy like, actually work? Honestly, like, it does. It, yeah. It's so cool. Like, I can't, like... <laughs> I always was like a hater. I was like, no, like Galaxy yeah, sucks. Too. Like iPhones mm-hmm. are so much better. My boyfriend has always had a Galaxy. He never had an iPhone. And my sister had the balls to uh, switch over. Beep. Had the beep to <laughs> switch over. Uh, she had the guts to switch over. Huh. And um, after having iPhone forever, and she like loved it. She was like, I love this phone. Hmm. Um, you have to try it. And so I'm on a 15-day uh-huh. grace period hmm. to see if I can get used to it. And if I can, then great. If not... But I just customized everything. And like for the first like three hours, I was like, wow, this sucks. Like I made the worst decision. This is terrible. And then after customizing everything and putting like a theme on it and like all these things, like right now I love it. Let's see how it, let's see how <laughs> okay. it works. Another thing that we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, let's find at, out. Uh, WCSU 411. <laughs> the things that we like do on here, like as if my life is that interesting, like <laughs> Come back and learn about Barbara's life. That's why we have listeners. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the career fair um, called How to Work It, um, a workshop offered at 4 p.m. in Midtown Student Center 202, uh, Tuesday, March 20th, uh, today, uh, at 4 p.m. And then there is the career fair again um, on the 28th from 1 to 4.30 and that was, that's the 23rd annual career fair. So the, the career fair, how to prepare for the career fair mm-hmm. is today at four. And then the actual career fair is on the 28th right. uh, from one to 4.30. It's a Wednesday. And employers encompassing all majors are expected to attend. And the fair is open to WCS students and alumni only. And so. it's at the uh, West Side Campus, right? In the O'Neill Center? Yes. Oh, wow. That's a really big space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then a film thing that's happening, which I personally love this movie. Hmm. I saw it in theaters and I died. Um, <laughs> it's on the 22nd, Thursday. It's Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, I saw You've that. You've seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thor is like, okay, after the Black Panther now, because I just watched the Black Panther and it mm-hmm. was something else. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. But Thor is just my second favorite superhero movie kind of thing because it's they they find so much time to put humor in it mm-hmm. like small comedic scenes that like make the entire movie that like other i feel like other superhero movies obviously like they just don't really care to do that that often and i don't know if it's like a thor thing or like there's i don't even know what it is but it's so awesome like yeah, I, awesome. I i always die laughing when i watch thor <laughs> like it's amazing and it's not even a com i mean i guess it could be a comedy but it's like an action like superhero movie you know yeah. but they always like there's like at least 30 minutes screen time like dedicated to just making you laugh and it's great how about when he uh, got his eye poked out is that what made you laugh oh or? god i can't even okay so spoiler alert oh, spoiler. We should definitely, it's been out for six months that's true you should if you haven't watched it you're a slacker like <laughs> um but 
so I'm going to, there's a spoiler here, spoil, 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 stop, stop listening right now or like skip to whatever minute. But um, I was so into that movie until they cut his hair, they poked his eye out and they gave him an eye patch. And what <laughs> did he lose an arm to? Something, he lost something else. He lost his hammer. Oh, he, yeah. And all of that, I was like, you're ruining it. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, this is like Thor. He's supposed to be Thor. Like he's gorgeous, and he has the long hair and the, the both eyes, the hammer, both eyes, no eye patch. Ugh, it ruined it. But I like didn't believe it when it when it happened. I was like, no, they're joking. Like, there's no way. There, he's gonna like it's gonna resurrect. Like his eyes gonna come back. That's what I thought too. Ugh, it didn't. Hopefully, in another one, probably yeah. not. But it's cool, kind of cool. You know, his dad had an eye patch too. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But so disappointed when that happened. <laughs> But it's still an awesome movie. Very mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah. And then, what else? There is Laser Tag uh, on the 23rd, Friday, Rec After Dark. So, Westcon Recreation will host Rec After Dark Rec Fest from 9 p.m. to midnight in the, William, in the Berkshire Gym on Midtown. It'll feature a rock wall, laser tag, glow-in-the-dark Zumba, and yoga, and free food for WCSU students only. Um, I think this is the one that was rescheduled. Oh, yeah. Um, but apparently it's really cool. And you guys already know about the dodgeball tournament. I've talked about it so many times, so there's no need to I'm talk about that so again. I'm going to be so happy when that's done. <laughs> right? Uh, that is on the 24th, Saturday. After next week, it'll be over. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Um, but that was mostly all of it. I mean, the Honors is doing a nat- Museum of Natural History trip. It's $25 for Westcon students uh, with an ID and 50 for guests. Um, it is on the 24th. And the tickets will be sold until the 22nd, the Thursday. Are you going on that? I'm not because I've already been to it. Oh. Like, I've already gone a few different times. It's really gorgeous. I mm-hmm. love the museum. But I don't know. I feel like the Wicked trip is like... That's what I, mm. I do. So, I mean, love honors. Like, it's a great trip. We actually voted on it. Like, she made a poll and everything. We voted for this specific museum. Mm. So she's doing, you know, I mean, I think pretty sure Jesslyn did everything. Yeah. Um, she, like, put it together. But we did vote for it. So she's doing what the students want, which is awesome. I'm sure maybe students haven't gone to that yet. But it's a really great museum. You should definitely go. But uh, the Wicked trip is really cool, too. Um, they'll host a trip to Wicked on Friday. And if you want any more information, just email packevents at connect.wcsu.edu. That's all on the website, too. Yeah. Everything you can probably find on Instagram or Twitter mm. or Facebook or pretty much anywhere. Like, we publicize the crap out of everything. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's all I have. Well, and have you started watching uh, The New American Idol? Um, so I, I've watched clips of it. I kind of, like, gave up on American Idol once, um, you know, the old like judges left mm-hmm. like now it's like a whole new set of judges and i'm kind of like over it but like i've watched like a few <laughs> a few facebook things i saw the one where like katy perry was hitting on this guy um that like had like a, a good voice or whatever but like she thought she he was like super hot and then mm-hmm. he had a girlfriend and she tried to go hug him and then his girlfriend came running in and she like walked away <laughs> that was, was funny yeah it was really funny i've watched like small clips like that i'm hmm. um, another one of like this kid that like you know, it's always like the. That's why I think like the voice is such such a cool thing, because like you don't someone that doesn't have the appearance of like this like cool like singer dude or whatever 
can have such an incredible voice and you automatically like judge them by the way they look or something mm-hmm. like if they come in like the wrong clothes or whatever so i think that's why the voice is super cool like my mom is like obsessed with the voice kids really? <laughs> so she'll watch that all the time um but it's honestly like i think that's really cool about the voice but american idol has always been around it's really cool i think the judges like make it for me so i i've only seen a few clips they mm-hmm. seem kind of cool but i'm not that big of a Katy perry fan so oh, but what do you aren't? think what do you think about it? I mean, I, I like her. I don't know. I can appreciate her music. It's just not my type of artist. I'm very fond of Katy Perry. Really? <laughs> she's done a, an excellent job as a judge. And I like Lionel Richie. He's been good. And that Luke Yak Yak is kind Lionel. of a dumpster fire. Lionel Richie is still there? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was only three. It's um, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and this idiot named Luke. Oh, I didn't know Lionel Richie was still there. I thought there was another guy. No, Lionel, this is his first time. Oh. Huh. You're confusing him with somebody else. I'm definitely confusing him with someone else. <laughs> it's fine. As long as you like Katy Perry and Lionel Richie, <laughs> that's all anyone has to know. Paul gave the okay. You yes. should watch it. Yes. They've been pretty good, these judges. Good. Do you watch American Idol, like, religiously? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. You like it? I didn't like it, the old version at the end, but um, this one I thought I'd give it a try, and my daughter thought it, we were definitely giving it a try, so we watch it, and it's been good. Uh, what was your like favorite artist, like that, like the artist judge or whatever, like the judges? I was favorite? also very fond of J Lo. I like J Lo too. Mm-hmm. There was I forget his I forget his name. I can't believe I forget his name, but he was uh, I can't curse. Um, <laughs> uh, that there guy was with angry the crazy Englishman. hair. Oh, Stephen Perry. Is that his name? Stephen. No, Tyler. I, Tyler. Stephen Tyler. Sorry. Stephen Tyler. That yeah. he. I liked him. He was my favorite artist. Yeah. Uh, artist judge. I liked person. him too. He was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So t- tune in, and uh, you know you can also listen to the podcast at the same time as you're watching American Idol, can't you? <laughs> you could try. I, I think my daughter does. Not, <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast, of course. She listens to other stuff. Do we have so I just since I just switched to Galaxy, do we have um like a, an app? Like what how do I listen to it on Galaxy? Well, Peach, you can listen to it on Stitcher, right? Can't you also get yeah, iTunes? Stitcher, on? SoundCloud, uh Oh SoundCloud. Okay. I'll use SoundCloud. Okay. I don't know what else on the Android side, I'd have to look into it. <laughs> That's a hard process. I had this app called Albert that saved me money too. It would just take money out of my bank account, and that's not available on my phone now. So I'm like, crap! Like I have to yeah. go find my iPad and try to transfer the money that I already have in there out of my of that app and cancel it. Mm-hmm. Or my other thought was just leave it, and then in like a year, go back to it and have like three thousand dollars in it, which is pretty cool. Because <laughs> in like six months, no, in like five months, it saved me like four hundred dollars. Wow! Like just taking like ten bucks out like every mm-hmm. once in a while whenever I had surplus, mm-hmm. and it saved me like I think it was like at four thirty when I like last looked at it. That's a great so idea. So it's awesome. So it's you still have to keep adding to it though, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen automatically. It does. It happens automatically. So like I connect it to my bank account, and then whenever I have like a lot of money in it, mm-hmm. they'll just like be like, oh, she's had she has like a good amount of money. Let me just take some money out. So it'll take like twenty bucks or ten bucks or wow. five. Just some guy named Albert taking money out of your account. <laughs> it's the app name Albert. Oh, okay. And so you have different accounts. So you can do like, oh, like, so I made two accounts. I made one for, it's called 
a rainy day whenever I want it and then another one called like 21 because it's like what I want to do and like I want to do like a trip when I turn 21 mm-hmm. and so it saves money to those individual accounts and then it just you can just take it out whenever so right now I have like 200 and um 21 and then like three or like 200 something else or whatever the total yeah that's good um for the other one you've always given us the impression that you either were 21 already or <laughs> it was very close but now it sounds I am very like close it's, uh... i am very close oh, okay. only like a few more months months okay <laughs> yeah um yeah whenever i go into a bar i have apple cider <laughs> and water <laughs> and i go with my parents uh-huh. and i go with my over 21 friends and they chaperone me yeah that's how i act we'll have to cut that part out pete (laughs) (laughs) okay all right (laughs) i think we're done here all right thanks paul good thank you see you next week see ya thank you to our producers scott fulpe and pete puccio who do all the work to make this podcast possible when you find wcsu 411 on itunes soundcloud and stitcher Please consider subscribing so you can keep up with all the news about Westcon. After you subscribe, leave a comment there or on Twitter at WCSU411. Until our next edition, for Barbara Viegas, this is Paul Steinmetz.